Hey, dear Tyler. Good afternoon, and how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope the month is coming along pretty well. I have had probably the busiest week, the busiest month of all. Or it's been, I think, throughout June up to now. I've not really had the opportunity to gather my thoughts together on a lot of things.、Um, so it's been pretty, pretty stressful for me, but it's also been pretty rewarding.、Um, something happened on Sunday. I was walking by, like, okay, preparing for Koinonia and everything. I was walking by, and then as I just passed by, Tigay is like that. Somebody just shouted, or like, I think shouting is an、um, exaggeration. But yeah. Let me just be dramatic.、Uh, somebody shouted and was like, "Hey, dear Tyler!" Like I just stopped in my tracks and I turned. Person's like, "You're short, right?" I was like, "Yeah." And you know,、um, then they introduced themselves. Grace and glory, grace and glory, 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 grace and glory. Right. So, guess they're sisters.、Um, but it was so nice. You know, we spoke for like thirty seconds, or maybe like a minute, and we just went through. How、um, listen to dear Tyler and all. So I was like, ah,、oh, that's you know really nice. It was, it was. It's very rewarding, right, to know that people、um, learn from what you do or people consider what you do a blessing, right. So it, it's really nice. So the way it, it works is that I just get to see the number of people that have listened to dear Tyler based on different. Um, platforms, you know, different places and different platforms. The only challenge is that you don't get to know who, and it it has its good side, so that you don't know if your friends listened or not. <laughs> But it's also nice to know that okay, people that you're not directly in contact with, right, tend to identify with what you're doing. So that's like a major, major blessing. So this is a shout out to Grace and Glory. Thank you so much for Sunday.、I'm It's it's really a blessing. God bless you.、Um, shout out to Jalof Radio, always doing the the most for us, right? Keep on sharing our content. Keep on telling people about us. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Jalof Radio. I'm super grateful, and、um, especially for in Africa, you know, let's support indigenous content, indigenous creators, indigenous.、Um, Platforms, right? Jalof Radio is one. Like I've always said, it's not just a podcast platform; it's also a radio platform. So you can listen to your various radio stations, especially I believe African radio stations. There,、um, get to listen to music. You know, just a lot of content, and there are a lot of other podcasters there too that you can check out. So you could download their app on Android or on iPhone. You know, you could also use it on your web browser. You know, however you want it to be, right? But then just make sure that you connect, and then also connect with them on their social media pages, right? They've got a lot of other content stuff, especially if you're a podcaster, right? Connect with Jalof Radio; they'll let you know how you can、um, also make your own podcast available on their own platform. And they've got a lot of other amazing things that they do for、um, podcasters, right? So, yeah. It's a basic shout out that I've decided to do. So today、um, we're talking. You know, we've been on the series on、um, addiction. You know, series on addiction, and、uh, today I just decided that it would be nice to 
to address a particular topic and its failure in overcoming addictions, right? Um, I titled this topic Rise, um, Failure in, in Overcoming Addictions. The, there, there are very few stories of people that have had instantaneous changes, right? Um, that over time, they, they just lost the appetite for a certain addiction because of the power of God. And that is absolutely very true. It's, 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 it's common that it happens that people come over to God and, you know, while in prayer, trusting God for to overcome a particular addiction, it just loses its, um, loses its hold, right? Now, usually those cases are highly spiritual, so they're, you know, tied to some spiritual force or so. But in many other cases, we find out that um, the urge still stays there. The urge still stays there. And we usually get ourselves into a rut, especially as believers, when we say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this. You know, I've let go of this particular addiction. I've let go of this particular challenge. or I've let go of this particular issue. You know, whatever it is. <clears throat> and somehow, somehow we find ourselves creeping back into it. I know how so far we've spoken about the need for making decisions, you know, staying true to our decisions. But there's something that failure does. Um, Failure as an event, right? Not as a personality, right? So we understand that we are not failures in, in person. But we may experience failure as individuals because of an event, you know, um, in an, in the situation of an event, right? Or an activity. Now, the effect of that can be extremely bad. Um, especially if you do not have a very strong mindset, if your mind is not properly um, fortified with truths, it can lead you into worse cases of that same addiction. Because, um, in fact, it could even translate to other things. You'd be like, oh, I failed in this. I'm probably a failure. And then it you know, slips into other things, right? And then, especially when you have... Um, when, when, when you're in a community of people that are very, very critical, right, and they like to bring up, you know, small, small issues here and there, somebody could say that, imagine, you did not even get um, so, 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 right. How do you expect to get this other part right? You know, I know a lot of us might have had those little issues before in life. Um, but like, I remember at the time where I, I, I actually wanted to change my um, field of study. I wanted to move from science to art. And then I remember I was talking to my parents sometime, and then you know, they said that um, when you cannot do simple math, is it reading long stories that you can do? You know, it was a lot. And so it just gave the impression like, okay, so what can I even do? Did you get? And that's what happens with failure. And... It can be devastating. It can be devastating. There are a lot of people that are strong-willed, right? They're strong-willed. They have their emotions in check. And when they set their heart to do some certain things, they are so tenacious about it, and they just go headlong with it, right? So no obstructions, no issues. They're just, you know, moving with the wind. But for some other people, the slightest um, 
the slightest criticism, the slightest invalidation that they get, it sets them on a trajectory that plummets them into depression, plummets them into repeated cycles of, you know, failure. You know, you know the rest. So typically, that's what could happen. Now, the beauty of God is, remember, right, like I've always said, dear Tyler, it's established on biblical principles that you may not be a Christian, um, you may not subscribe to our doctrinal beliefs, right? But I believe that there is something inside scripture for everybody. And somehow God had factored in the possibility of us failing. God has factored in the possibility of us failing. And it's important that we that we that we make use of what God has said. Right? So there's a scripture that I would really like to share with us. And um, it's in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. It's a very commonly um, used portion of scripture in Christendom, right? We've used it a lot to say a lot of things, and it has built a lot of encouragement. But I'm going to use this particular scripture in the context of what we're talking about. It says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. That's the part. The, the full verse says, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So for the just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Um, so I think some other portions, let me, uh, sorry, translations. Um, so ISV says, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. He will rise again. Um, I think this is a very, very blessed portion of scripture for those of us that are trying to create new habits, trying to build certain things, you know, trying to work on our dreams and on our passions or whatever it is. It says that the righteous man may fall. There's a possibility that you may fall, but he will rise again. That the possibility of rising is as potent as the possibility of falling. Right? The same... um, the same scenario that puts you to fall, right? The, the, the energy, in quote, you know, that was used to make you fall is the same energy that you can use, you can appropriate and rise again. The concept is that a just man should not remain on the ground, should not remain in a defeated position. Yes, that you failed on the promise or you failed on a task or you failed in an activity, you failed in a proposition, you failed in a business, you failed in a dream, whatever it is, the concept is not to remain defeated. It's meant, um, you're, you're meant to rise up and continue. In fact, it's almost difficult to believe this, but you're meant to rise up and continue like nothing ever happened. You learn from the mistakes, right? You learn from the mistakes that you've made um, if they were mistakes, right? So there are a lot of things that go wrong in life that, are, that most times we tie them to maybe mistakes or, you know, things. You may be responsible for the... Um, you may be responsible for the, for, the, for the outcome, right? But then some other things may be, you know, stuff that are totally out of your control, Right, absolutely out of your control. 
So what do you do in that situation? What do you do in that case? You can't sit down and blame yourself or create a reason as to why you should be held responsible for it. No, you dust up yourself and you do what? You make the next move. You rise again. You rise again. It's important to also know why there was a challenge. It's important to know why you faced a particular issue or why things went wrong, right? So, in as much as I said that you should not be critical of yourself, if you are to take responsibility for actions, then take responsibility for it. Find out the reason why certain things failed, right? But do not, do not create a... Do not create a conclusion out of your case because you failed. And especially if you failed more than once. It can be devastating when you feel that a particular thing five times, six times, seven times, like Scripture says. But what Scripture wants you to do is to rise up. It's to rise up. And I believe that truly if we learn, if we're learning in the process of growth, if we're learning in the process of failing, right, by the seventh time, we would have probably mastered it. If we're truly learning, we would have probably mastered it and seen where our weaknesses are. Now, this particular episode, is, it's precious to me because there are a lot of things that I've realized that I have shelved, right, that I've kept in, in, in various spaces because I tried it once, it didn't work. I tried it the other time, it didn't work. And I just felt like it's not for me. And I said that, hey, nah. We're going to do it different. We're going to try it again. Pick up your book, you know, dust up yourself and try to to work out, um, try to put it in action again and see how God will bless it, right? You, true defeat is remaining down, right? That's when true defeat really happens. You can take it from the, we could use the illustration of, for, for instance, boxing. Right. Um, typically, in a, in a in a professional boxing match, there are twelve rounds, right? And so points are given based on the various hits that you give, the cleanliness of the hit, and all. That's what is. Um, that's what determines the points in a boxing match. Now, there are other factors that can determine the end of a boxing match. Um, disqualification when it comes from. Uh, you know, going outside of the confines of the rules at that time, right? So those type of disqualifications can occur. Then you also have um, what you call a knockout. Now, a knockout happens when um, a particular um, boxer has been pinned to the ground for an extended period of time. Usually it's 10 seconds. They give them like a 10 second count out. It's usually a bit longer, but they count to 10. So it's like a 10 10 count out. Now, as long as that, you don't necessarily just have to hit the floor. So if you hit the floor, you're not disqualified, right? It's remaining on the floor. It's remaining on the floor that puts you in the position of being disqualified. As long as you can keep on rising up, right you would be given that chance now definitely there are points where um you are not allowed to i mean the the referee is going to stop the the whole boxing match because it's your health you know your life could be at stake and all but typically in 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 good circumstances right in conducive 
um, circumstances, all things being equal, right? If you fall down, you've got a 10 second count that you have. And for a lot of boxers, they find out that it's not, um, as long as they can get up, right? It means that they have a chance to win, have a chance to win. Now relate that to your own life, right? Life can hit you hard in so many ways. Life can hit you hard in so many ways. I, 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 I started it, I did a particular business once and it, it worked for a while and then it now started going south until the point where I felt like I was incapable of yielding results in that business and I shelved it. And deep within me, I know, deep within me, I know that there is a blessing in doing it, right? But I shelved it because I had to work on my mentality. If I carry the mentality of losing, I will probably keep on losing. And I'll not just lose in that particular thing. I can lose in even the things that I am confident in. I can lose in that. Or, let me use something very pretty hilarious, right? Or, hilarious but yet relatable. Relationships. So, I've had a lot of conversations with people. And you know, they're like, hey, Bingo, why aren't you in a relationship? Even though I've done, like, an episode... Um, of that you know why I'm still single even though that's not like the major issue on the stuff but this is vulnerable me and you know we had discussions with people and like hey Binga, why are you still single you know all of these things and I'm like um, you know after you've gone through a lot of relationships right you've, you've, you've seen it you've done it you've tried it you've had the worst experiences you've been the worst experiences for other people there's a whole lot of self-doubt that comes into it and somehow you become overly critical of people somebody with a very nice heart somebody that sincerely cares about you somebody that loves you from the depth of their heart can be you can lose out of it because of fear of failure right and so i find myself in that position a lot of times and they're like okay like you know i've done an episode right shoot your shot and it uh, sometimes i feel a little bit guilty because i'm like hey you've encouraged people to shoot their shot and you're here just dribbling your ball like shoot the shot but the fear of failure really right making that mistake has been one thing that has kept me like pain down and i think it has kept a lot of people pain down you know bad experiences um, and maybe and maybe one of these days I would do I'll do an episode called um, Lessons from My Ex and the reason is that a lot of my exes are married they've moved on but me I'm still sulking here and I think it's a lesson that we should learn that you know whether they were the issue or whether I was the issue they decided that they were not going to make an issue out of the issue and now they are all attached to their spouses and they're happy. I don't think they think about me in that sense of like, oh, there was this guy that I once dated that broke my heart or did this or he was just an anyhow person. No. The love that they're experiencing with the person that they were willing to risk trying again with has definitely covered up every bad taste I must have brought to their life. And I think I deserve that. Right, Tyler? I believe you agree that Binga deserves that. Right, so that was just an example, um, valid example still, but it was an example just to let us know that we have to be very, very intentional, very, very deliberate about rising up, 
You've got to rise up, Tyler. You cannot allow these things define you. You cannot allow them define you. Just learn, where do I need to be better? In honesty, in all honesty, right? In all honesty, there are times where people would be the ones to let us know where we need to improve. But probably 80% of the time, we know where we made our mistakes. We don't necessarily need people to let us know where we made issues. I mean, where we made um, wrong choices. If we're absolutely honest with ourselves, we'd be able to learn from that process and then grow. So you don't necessarily need the critique of an, of an outsider. You can do that to yourself, right? And then say, okay, hey, Binga, or hey, Tyler, I've learned from this, I've learned from this, or this is where I made the mistake, this is where I did wrong, and I'm going to make adjustments to it. And then you just start working on it. You just start working on it. There's something... I've been, so there's, there's this stuff that happens between um, God and I. Whenever he wants to get a message across to me, he makes me encounter it in so many ways. So he could, first of all, tell me through the scripture. And because um, sometimes I, I don't like hearing word, he will now say it through a person or maybe when I'm surfing through social media, you know, just going through a lot of maybe YouTube shorts or Instagram reels, you know. And then he just keeps on pushing that stuff, right? And so I'll be like, okay, I got the message. And one of the things he's been saying for the past one month to me, and I believe I should say it to you, is that what you need to succeed in life is not motivation. What you need is discipline. What you need is discipline. Trust me, your, your wins would inspire motivation, right? Your wins would inspire motivation, but your discipline will determine your wins. Your wins will inspire motivation, right? But your discipline is what will determine your wins. You are not going to win because you are motivated to win. You're going to win because you are disciplined enough to win. And so when you when you do when you do make an error or probably you don't um, hit the target in a particular task what is going to keep you going is not that I'm motivated to do it, no there is a discipline inside of you that you have built and you, and you say you tell yourself that irrespective of what happened, I am going to do it, I don't feel like it but I'm going to do it it is those decisions, Tyler that really determine the outcome of our lives when you think about the boxer being beaten, sometimes if you see their face, they're swollen up to a pulp. Do you understand? Like, they don't resemble anything human at all. They do not resemble anything human at all. But when you get to see them in those positions, there is, it, there's no motivation that really gets them up apart from the discipline of, I just need to get up. I just need to get up. I just need to get up. Think about Olympic um, athletes, right? Um, Usain Bolt um, has the you know world record, I think nine point six nine um, seconds for hundred meters. Nine point six nine seconds for hundred meters. Now, if you if you do a cumulative of everything that they run, they have like kits. Then they have, I think they have heats. Then they have semi-final, and then they've got the final. So let's take for instance, right? 
let's say he's running an average of 10 seconds each. It means he prepares for four years to run for 30 seconds. His preparation for four years, right, is all for a 30-second event. Trust me, there's no motivation. <laughs> there's no amount of motivation, right, that will get you to do that kind of preparation. It's pure discipline. Because of all the, um, all of the various trainings he has to subject himself to, or all of those athletes, just think about it. All of this stress for four years was what? For 30 seconds. I heard of a story of a particular um, boxer, I think in, in England, uh, during, I think, Athens Olympics. I think Athens was 2004. So he got the silver, he got the silver medal. He got the silver medal. And he was 19, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, they said he started preparing for that Olympic um, event when he was 15, after Sydney Olympics. Now, typically, like, a, if, if, if push comes to shove and everything, let's say each boxing match is like 10 minutes, right? And he'll probably have like six or maybe five to reach to the final or maybe four, right? So his four years was spent to do something for 40 minutes. Trust me, it's not motivation. It's your discipline that gets you those wins. So he set, probably set certain targets. And every time he won, it's, that's what motivated him to continue, right? I mean, that motivated him towards his goal, giving him the, the, re, um, the impression of opening up his mind that he can actually hit his target. But doing all of those rigorous training had nothing to do with motivation. It had everything to do with discipline. I'll end with this note, and I think it's because a lot of sports um, athletes, athletes in sports, are very, very good examples. Um, I don't know if it's Mo Farah, but it's one of these long-distance runners that made mention of something. He said, it gets to a point when you're running these long-distance uh, marathons that you don't run with your legs again. You run with your mind. And he said that he had found out something that as long as his mind told his legs to keep on running, his, 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 his legs always remained a slave to his mind. So if his mind didn't give up, his legs were not giving up. They would just continue. And that's what we need to do. Dear Tyler, you may fail or you might have failed in so many things. But if you really do believe that this is for you, or whatever you're doing is for you, I want you to rise up again. Fall seven times. Your response is to what? Rise. Fall seven times. It's okay. But it's not okay if you stay there. Make sure you rise. Heavenly Father, thank you for making provision for us by the strength of your spirit and by your grace for us to rise from whatever issues we may be facing 
or whatever things might have happened in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to rise again. We know, Lord, that it is tough, but your grace is available. Help us, O oh God, Father, to open up those books, revisit those dreams, restart those businesses, those projects, Lord, that we felt we were incapable of doing well. Help us to trust you for insight and light into what we should do. And then, Lord, help us to see results as we apply ourselves to discipline. Thank you, Lord, because we know that we will be helped. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yeah, I hope that this blessed you. Um, I hope that this blessed you, really. Right, And we're gradually, you know, rounding up the whole month of July, so we'll be doing some other topics very soon. But please do want to share with other people, you know, let people know about Dear Tyler, share the podcast with others, let people know, you know. And, yeah, um, this is me signing out, right? Remember that I love you. I believe in you and I'm always, always rooting for you. Do have an awesome day, Tyler. Bye.